the Favorite and Fabulous Podcast. Happy Wednesday, everybody, and Happy New Year. Um, I am just over the moon, like, about recording a podcast this morning, just being back, doing ministry, doing podcasts, I'll say publicly, well, more publicly, and just um, being led by God. I honestly didn't even know that I was going to record a podcast today. Um, and then God woke me up out of my sleep, like just giving me this whole word, um, that I'm going to share in just a moment, but I'm just grateful for his leadership. And I'm just, I'm just grateful for his heart towards me and his heart towards each of us and how much he loves us. Side note, I saw, um, my first cousin last night and my sister and I spent some time um, at her house just talking to her. Man, we talked for some hours and I was just sharing with her and I've probably shared this many times before with, I know people who know me personally, but you know, there's, there's one thing to be blessed by looking at your own life and examining the things that God has done for you and being grateful to him and saying, thank you, Lord, for always being there for me. Thank you for the way you love me. Thank you for how considerate you are of me. But when you get to talking to people and you hear the way that God has been for them in those same ways, loving, considerate, careful, thoughtful, like it just, that's, that's the thing that I will say is, is probably most humbling for me, but just brings me nearly to tears every time and it just brings me so much joy because I'm like man God loves us y'all like we are truly favored by him and I'm just oh my heart is just so happy about all that but anyway so I'm just thankful and grateful for God's goal with just being able to get back to podcasting and just like I said just doing ministry more publicly um and when I say that I don't mean like um I don't know what I really mean. <laughs> like, what am I saying? When I say doing ministry more publicly, it's probably not the correct term that I'm looking for, but I have been away for quite some time. And while I've been doing, I'll say, missionary assignments, um, it's been very in person and like, you know, on a whim type things. And so now it's like God is bringing me back to being able to podcast and and um, do prayer calls and whatever he leads me to do. Like I said, I didn't even know I was doing this this morning, but I'm thankful because, you know, for me, it's felt like forever since I've been able to to do podcasts. And this is one of my favorite things um, that God told me to do a few years back. And I just love doing it. And I was reminded just the other day as I was kind of just flipping through um, my Bible I stumbled upon um second Peter chapter three where it talks about time, like how to God one day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like one day and I was like, Man, well, for him to have me sit down for what, about nine, ten months, um from going going from doing something very consistently to like doing nothing in that way. Um, I'm saying like God probably put me in like a little time out and not because I was in trouble, but to him, it probably was like, go sit down for an hour. But to me, I'm like, bro, it's been nine months. Um, but I'm thankful just for his timing and things and just being able to get back to doing this. And I know, um, a little over a month ago, I shared my testimony on a small scale. Like I said, this is, is pretty impossible for me to ever be able to just sit down in one sitting and talk about everything that's happened in my life or everything that's happened in the last year. And I know that's probably the case for so many of us. Like 
it's 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 we gotta break this thing up, okay? But <laughs> last year, um, as many of you know, I've shared before, God had me just kind of drop everything, and while it came without notice or warning to you all who listen to the podcast or to my family, to my friends, to so many people, it wasn't without notice to me and it wasn't a shock to me. God had been giving me dreams. He had been sending um, different prophets to to um, give different revelations or different prophetic words about what he was getting ready to do in my life. Um, as early, I'll say, even as late November, early December, about you know me leaving and stuff. And like I said, I had a number of dreams that were... Um, saying I was going to go to Atlanta, that I was going there. It was going to be a place of healing for me, that God was going to, you know, birth some things in me there and then have me come back to Baton Rouge, which I'm back home now. So I'm so happy to be back. I'm so happy that the the missionary part of my journey with God is complete. Not that I'll never go on missions again, but y'all, I've been living out of suitcase for like 10 months, like here, there, everywhere. So I'm thankful that that is done. And um, that the prophecy obviously was fulfilled times 10. God had me doing so many things. But um, nonetheless, he had me put down everything and um, even things that he called me to do. And I think that's probably one of the interesting things that comes up when I get to talking about my journey. Because I've had even family members or friends say, well, didn't God tell you to do that? Like, for example, my job that I left and I enjoyed the job that I had. I was working at this nonprofit that was connected to my home church. And um, y'all, I was only there for like nine months, maybe. <laughs> and when I first got ready to start, God did tell me, you know, this job is training ground for you. And while I didn't fully understand all that that meant, um, I, I quickly... Um, realized like, oh, okay, because God has told me, you know, he wants me to start a nonprofit someday. But it was actually to a spiritual training ground for me where my spiritual gifts began to be heightened. And not because I was receiving training of any kind from people around me, but it was like God was putting me in a position where sometimes I was, I was forced to be the one to say, oh, let's check that in the word. Like, let's make sure that what we're doing or what we're saying is aligning with God's word or or sometimes just being able to be the encourager and say, hey, let me help you, you know, with the word of God. Let me uplift you with the word of God, but also just strengthening me and my confidence and hearing from God, but also being able to be used from him. So it was a training ground in so many ways, but I've had people say, well, didn't God tell you to go to that job? So why would he tell you to leave that job? And that's the thing about you know, being yielded and being obedient to God. Sometimes the things that he tells us do do not make any sense, like logically. Logically, why would he tell me to take a job that I didn't even apply for, that he literally brought to my lap and sat it in front of me and said, this is the job I want you to take. And even though you're taking a pretty hefty pay cut, this is where I want you to be. This is what I want you to do. I need you to learn stuff here. I need you to, you know, be trained here. And and I did that in obedience and then forgot to say, oh, no, we're done with that. It's time to go. People didn't understand that, especially people closest to me. It just, it, it didn't add up. It didn't make sense. The same with this podcast. Like, I've shared with y'all many times how God spoke to me about Favor and Fabulous in 2018 and then how he led me to start it officially in 2020 and just how consistent, you know, he had me doing episodes and then moving into prayer calls and then moving into Bible studies and how... I mean, it was up, like <laughs> everything was great. There wasn't anything wrong with it. 
and then he snatched it away. Like there's been so many things, even this organization that God had me start T for Teens. I was going to um, a high school every month and speaking to a group of teenage girls and just ministering to them. And then I was getting ready to start going to another high school. God had um, connected me with somebody, another principal in, in the Baton Rouge area. So it was, I was like, oh my goodness, he's about to blow this thing up. So I thought <laughs> in that time, um, and he has shown me, of course, that that's part of my purpose and there's things that he's led me to do. So I know when he's ready to breathe on it and blow it up, it's going to happen. But I say all that to say in my life, when God had me put everything down, it seemed like everything was going so well. Like things were finally looking up for me in just being able to follow God and to to finally see him say, okay, well, now it's time for you to start this or now I want you to do this. Okay, here's your purpose. Here's the, the things that I want you to do to bring that purpose forward. And then he's like, okay, we'll put it all down. And so, like I said, to some, it really came as a shock, but to me, it did not because God was sending me so many warnings in advance just about what he was getting ready to do in my life. And while I didn't Oh, child, I'm dropping this phone. While I didn't fully understand the magnitude of everything, like, it was way bigger than I thought. And, um, ooh, what was I about to say? Yeah, so it was way bigger than I thought. But the thing about it is when God tells you to put something down, you you better listen. Like, I don't care if who's saying whatever. If he say it's time to go, it's time to let it go, let it go. Um, But for today, like, I just wanted to get into... um. I'm calling this episode Later Foundation Part 2, which I'll explain why a little later. But I want to start by reading a little bit from um, Matthew 24 through 20, Matthew 7, verses 24 through 27. And it says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on a rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew. And slammed against the house, and yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and slammed against the house, and it fell, and great was its fall. And what I love about, y'all know I've talked so many times about just how Matthew is one of my favorite books um, in the Bible but what I love about this group of scriptures is <clears throat> is that before it gets to talking about the the two foundations or you know how we should be building our foundation on God it first talks about the fruit and how you'll know people by their fruit and how you know a good tree is going to bear good fruit and a bad tree is going to bear, bear bad fruit and you know at your time in your leisure I encourage you to go back and read you know the full chapter 7 of course but what God is saying here is, listen, if you hear and do what I say, you'll be building on the rock. If you hear and don't do what I say, you'll be building a house on the sand. And so when I think about the original Later Foundation episode, I talked about how, you know, I didn't want to do anything in my life if God wasn't in it. And I was in a place, it was such a, man, it was such a beautiful season and I was in this place where I was just allowing God to um, strip me of things. And so in that season, he had me denounce and renounce some things. He had me get rid of a lot of clothes. He had had me stop talking to dudes. Like I was in a non-dating, you know, no dating zone, no entertainment of any kind zone. Like it just, 
not social entertainment, but I meant entertainment of men. Let me be clear on that. Like, it was just a very um, pruning season where God was having me give up so many things, um, physically, spiritually, all that. But when I look at that episode and think back on it, um, it was so encouraging just to be able to share my experience with allowing God to lay the foundation in my life and lay the foundation of this podcast and lay the foundation of everything that he was doing. But it was also just, it's also just good to think back on how intentional I was with following the voice of God and following the things that he was telling me to do because I recognized the importance of not building no house on no sand, like not going out here trying to do something or trying to make something without consulting God, without having the full understanding of what he envisioned for things and, and his plans for things. And so um, I did that. I did lay the foundation of my life. I did what God showed me to do. Um, but what he showed me later, and especially during this journey that I went on with him, was that one foundation can't structurally be built on the other. So Sometimes in in laying a foundation, there has to be a breakdown of the old foundation. And it's so interesting when I think back to some of those old podcast episodes and how I shared with y'all that God was coming into my house and Tate is like he was taking out furniture to bring new furniture. Like he was (laughs) cleaning out stuff that I didn't know was there. And, you know, it's so interesting how I look back on that time a few years ago and how it's like. God started small with me to like build up my faith and to help me trust him and to help me learn to listen to his voice and to help me learn to relinquish things to him and and allow him to build the foundation. And then he came in like, okay, well, now you know how to hear from me. So you know that I'm telling you this, but you also have a level of submission to me to say, I'll do what you tell me to do, God. And so because of that, give me everything, like give me the rest of this stuff. And so when I when I think about the fact that there has to be a breakdown first, like it makes me think about how in the future I hope to have a home built and child, I'm like, I picture what I would want in my mind. Like I want all my kids to have their own bedrooms, <laughs> but I don't want like no mega mansion type stuff, you know, but um, unless that's what God has for me, let me just say that. Cause sometimes we talk ourselves out of our own blessings. So I'm just going to say, God, if that's what you want, okay. But for me, like I'm, I'm cool with something a little smaller. <laughs> but um, when I think about like wanting to have a house built, they better not dare build my house on something else. Like tear down whatever was on the land, or you know, plow it out, clear it out, whatever needs to be done to make sure the foundation is built on some fresh soil, some fresh stuff, and is laid in a structural way that's secure, not gonna fall over or nothing like that. Um, but when I think about that, and I don't know the first about building a house from the ground up. So child, excuse me if I'm using the wrong terms here. Um, but even in talking to my sister who has went on a, a, a similar, but yet different spiritual journey with God, um, in the last few months or so, she likes to use this example of like kitchen demo. And she talks about how, you know, when God wants to redo or remodel the kitchen he got to pull the old cabinets out before he can put the new cabinets in and i love me some hgtv flip or flop and i'm telling y'all Tarek and christina ain't building 
no new kitchen on top of an old kitchen. They're not going to just come in there and say, oh, well, let's just stack some new cabinets on top of these old ones and sell this house. Like, no, they have to take the old ones out first. And so the beautiful thing is sometimes, though, God can just do a remodel where, okay, everything in here is not bad or everything in here is not rotten or whatever. So we can just take out the bad part and build some good on top of the bad. And for me, that's happened with many things in my life too. But also, some stuff just had to go completely. Like some stuff he was like, no, we taking the whole bottom out. Um, and he took it up a notch with me. He took it up a notch in the whole just rebuilding and just being able to allow him to lay a new foundation for me and instead of just moving furniture out of my life, which was obviously a test for him moving some bricks in the foundation, um, he he ended up doing it doing the full reno. And so I'm just grateful for that. But I wanted to just come before y'all today and just share some um some nuggets, I guess, of allowing God to rebuild your foundation. And I wanted to start by saying Number one, like my story is not your story. And it's so interesting to me because God has taught me so, 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 so much in just the last year alone. And I have a a good friend of mine. I've said this before, but I remember seeing him at the end of 2020 or whatever. And he was like, Veronique, I've been praying this prayer and I'm encouraging you to pray it too. And he's like, I haven't really shared this with anybody, but I'm going to share it with you. He said, I'm praying for God to do a seven and seven on me and I pray that he gives me seven years of just wisdom and growth and everything in seven months though like and I was like oh that's dope I'm gonna pray that too so <laughs> so I did I did pray about the seven and seven it's like legit God God did that and then some so when I look at where I was at spiritually last year and where I'm at now just it's better and to say the least, and God has taught me so much and, and sometimes had to use some really extreme measures in my life, just personally, um, to teach me something. But the freedom that I have now, the peace that I have now, and even the joy that he's brought back to me is just amazing. And so it's like at first, um, even before going on this, this spiritual missionary journey, as I call it with the Lord, um, it's like I carried this burden whether it was in podcasting, whether it was in prayer calls, whether it was in just day-to-day life and meeting people, because I knew that God had a calling on my life for ministry, it's like I carried this burden of feeling like I had to do so much work to help get people saved and that I had to, you know, just make sure that I was going the whole mile, extra mile, 10 extra miles sometimes with people to walk it out and make it happen and and to help them see a change in their life and it was very gratifying to see the fruit of that sometimes like when you can witness to somebody and then you look up a few months later or whatever and you see that their lives have been changed for me it, it was becoming sometimes something that I was internalizing like oh my goodness this is great and God is using me and I love it and and side note I believe that's the heart of of a lot of people in ministry it's like God has called me to do this thing. So it's like a burden that we carry of feeling like we have to do it and we have to see it through all the way. And um, God removed me of that burden. And it's my prayer that he removes 
that burden, and I'm calling it that very intentionally, from everybody in ministry or or in or not. But I mean, we're all supposed to be in ministry in some way, shape, or form. It doesn't mean that you're preaching or teaching, but you know, in our day to day lives, we should be living in a way that brings people back to God. This is where it says to be the light. People see us that they give glory to God. So whatever your life looks like, we should all be walking, talking, living, breathing examples of, of God. But I sell it to say, even in doing that, there shouldn't be a burden on us to save people. And I believe when we make saving people our priority, that sometimes we lose sight of the true heart behind how God created us and what he's created us to do. And while we do have a responsibility in helping people, we have to recognize that it's not our job to, I'll say, see it through or or feel the obligation to um, or the pressure of if if somebody we know, for example, we've been ministering to them and then they fall off track and then we're like, oh my gosh, what could I have done to make it? Like, that's not our job. And then there's some scripture. Let me turn to it real quick. Um, it's actually 1 Corinthians 3, 5, um, where God said, well, where Peter says, uh, where was it? Okay. Um, oh, starting at verse 6. I'm sorry. I planted Apollo's water, but God was causing the growth. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but God who causes the growth. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, but each one will receive his own reward according to his labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. According to the grace of God, which is given to me, like a wise master, I laid a foundation and another is building on it, but each man must be careful how he builds on it. For no man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. And so I'm reading that to just show what God had to like bring me to peace about. Like we are not responsible for making a thing grow. Like God may have you plant a seed in somebody's life whether that's encouraging them to read their Bible, whether that's encouraging them to, you know, pray about something. And then he may send another person to then say, okay, well now read your Bible or now pray about something or here's a word of encouragement to help you go on or here's a teaching or whatever. Um, And then God makes a thing grow. And so I was carrying this responsibility of making things grow in people's lives. And like I said, so many people in ministry do carry that burden. Um, and I'm again praying freedom for them because it's not our responsibility to do that. And so when I talk about like my journey and how my story is not your story, at first I was thinking like, oh my gosh, I gotta let God have my whole life because other people are gonna need to be saved by it, or other people are gonna need to be, you know, healed or redeemed or restored or whatever when they hear my testimony. And and God had to strip that from me, like to show me that the work he was doing in my life was for me to live a more Christ-centered but free life to heal from things I've been through and to to see myself the way he sees me and to be used fully in the way that he wants me to be used. And while he plans to use many of those things or many of those experiences or have me share many of those experiences to help other people, 
the goal here is not that I was doing any of that work so that other people could be saved. But instead, I did the work because that's what God led me to do because he wanted me to experience a level of freedom. And in that, however he wants to use that, be it to help plant a seed or to help water something, I'm yielded to him and I'm allowing him to do that. And so, again, my story is not your story because I think when I share that God had me give up everything, it can be a little scary to people. Like, child, I want to follow Jesus, but I ain't trying to give up my job and my this and my that. Like, that's just a lot there, Nick. I don't know if I want to live a year with no income because, listen, it's it's been a struggle sometimes to be completely transparent about it, as y'all know I am. It hasn't always been... Um, a thing that I've smiled about to be like, oh my gosh, like I don't got no money <laughs> sometimes. But I say all that to say, God had to do what he did in my life very intentionally to reach me, to meet me where I was and to help me fully yield to him. Your story may not look like that all the way. Like the things that he'll have to do to help you yield and help you surrender to him may not look like what I've had to do. And so just being able to understand that first, I think is a big key in allowing God to lay our foundation. Like, don't be afraid of what you've heard in my testimony or maybe even what you've heard in some um, biblical stories slash testimonies or maybe what you've heard in some other people's testimonies. Like, yours is, is, is yours. It's unique to you. It's unique to what God wants to and needs to do in you to not only bring you back fully to the identity in which he created you, but to prepare you for the purpose and the plans that he has for you. Like there has to be a work done in you for those things to go forth, but that doesn't mean it has to be as extreme or as dramatic as somebody else's. So don't allow that to make you fearful of yielding to him fully. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, um, just a prayer for discipleship. And God has told me to pray at the end of this episode, which I will. But um, I just wanted to say first that a disciple is a follower or a student of someone. So when we call ourselves disciples of Christ, we're we're considering ourselves a follower of him, um, a student under the word of God and just under the teachings um, that we garner by reading his word and, and, and allowing the Holy Spirit to flow in our lives and give us interpretations of the word of God. And so um, it's like sometimes we have a desire um, to want to do what God has called us to do. And while we want to do what God calls us to do, we also don't want to fully lose ourselves in that. So it's like, I want to do your will, Lord, but I don't really want to give up everything. I don't really want to you know, have to change so many things about my life, or you told me to to study cosmetology. I don't want to not be a cosmetologist because I'm following you. But the thing is, like, God may use you in cosmetology. He may have you ministering to every head you bump, baby. But at the end of the day, being and, and having a prayer for discipleship and a heart for discipleship is important because you recognize that even in the things you do in a, on a day-to-day basis, you want God to be a part of that. So it's like, it doesn't matter if I'm at work. It doesn't matter if I'm at church. It doesn't matter if I'm in marshals. Like if God wants to use me to minister to somebody or if God wants to use me to bless somebody or or whatever it may be, like just to smile and say hi. Ministry doesn't always have to be, oh, let me give you 10 verses because you need to go pray about your life. Like sometimes it might just be to say, you look pretty today or 
you know, I hope you have a wonderful day. And that may lift somebody's spirit. But if God needs me to be available to do that, having a heart of discipleship and, and praying for a heart of discipleship makes me stay in a posture that's available to God to be used however and whenever he wants me to be used. And so when we think about being a disciple and just, you know, I'll say renewing our minds on what that means and just praying for God to give us some understanding around that. It's important that we ask him to help us have the heart that wants to do what he wants us to do, that wants to go where he wants us to go, that wants to say what he wants us to say. And his word tells us that many are the plans of a man's heart, some virgins say of his mind, but it's the Lord's will that will prevail. And when we think about that, it's so important for us to recognize that if we want to see success in our life, it has to be in alignment with the will of God. That's the thing that's going to prevail. It doesn't matter how many plans or how many things we say we want to do. We have to truly be yielded to the plans and the will of God. And so in being yielded to him, it comes from having a heart of discipleship that says, you know what? I want what you want for me. So teach me how to do what I need to do so that I can see your will in my life. And so that's the second point. Moving on into the third point and kind of wrapping this up. Because I kind of read through um, 1 Corinthians 3 a little bit. Verse 11 is, is, is the main one that I want to touch on for this point. And it says, For no man can lay a foundation other than the one that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. And so just recognizing that when we're talking about laying the foundation, when we're talking about like allowing God to dig up stuff so that, you know, this new solid foundation on the rock of God rather than sand can be built. It's important to recognize that only he can do that. Like we we cannot do that in our own strength. We cannot say, oh, I want to change my life. I, I actually did a, a prayer call this week, a live video this week. Um, where I talked through that a little bit, um, just how so many times in my life I had tried to do things by myself, um, in my own strength rather. And even when it came to like following Christ, it was like, oh, well, I'm gonna try it again. Oh, I'm gonna try it again and fail and fail and fail and fail and fail and fail. And it, it wasn't until I said, God, help me, help me do this with you. Like I, I've tried to do it myself. I need you to help me that he was able to come in and help me. And there hasn't been a turn back ever since. And so we have to recognize that when it comes to building a foundation, it's the same concept of allowing God to do it, allowing God to help us through this and not feeling like we have to do it by ourselves or that it's our responsibility to do it by ourselves. And just understanding that we're the builders in the kingdom of God, but nothing that we build is our own. And so, uh, again, um, when it comes to just having a, a heart of discipleship, it's important that we recognize that we have to be willing to take our hands off of things in obedience to God. And when I think about how he had me put this podcast down and the prayer calls and all the stuff, even stuff that he had told me to build, it was a heart check for me because had I gotten upset about the task at hand I'll say or the instruction that he gave me it would have shown that I was too attached to even the things that he told me to do in a way that was unhealthy so there should be nothing in this world that we 
are so attached to that we won't put down in obedience to God. And if we, if God tells us to put something down and we're reluctant to do that, then that shows that that thing has some kind of hold over us or that the motive behind why we're doing said thing or why we're a part of said thing is not fully rooted in God. So we have to recognize that everything that God leads us to do is a part of his body, but it's also his thing. We're just supposed to be the stewards of it, the vessels of it, the managers, if you will, of it. But at any given time, if God says, put this down because I want you to do something else or hand this over to somebody else because I want you to come somewhere else, like we got to be willing to do that. And, And trust me, that's more easy said than done. But as you again pray for this heart of discipleship and just begin to move in a and and strengthen your relationship with God it becomes a little bit easier to say you know what God you want me to put it down I'll put it down anything you want God you want me to go I'll go you want me to say I'll say you want me to stop I'll stop like so again this is something that God wants to grow in our lives over time and of course come it comes from allowing him to lay the foundation of stuff and recognizing that we're simply a part of his grand scheme of things and um I kind of had this conversation with my friend Ashley the other day just talking about how so many times even in ministry like you can look at people who have become attached to the assignment that God has given so whether it's a podcast or YouTube or whatever like I was saying even earlier just carrying that burden of feeling the need to save people or or being overprotective of the the platform or something that God has given, it's, it's not a very healthy place to be. And so I just want to encourage you to be able to go to God and allow him to expose and strip you of anything that's, that you're attached to that's not of him. But even the things that he's told you to do, if the attachment that you have to it is is so strong where you would be offended if he told you to put it down or where you have found your identity even in those things. I pray for you that you will be able to allow God again to expose and help you relinquish it because our identities are in Christ, not in the things that he has us do. That's another, excuse me, another topic for another day, but nonetheless, um, and thank you, Lord. Maybe there will be something we talk about soon. Um, just thank you, Lord, for helping us understand that and understand that, you know, this is not our stuff, but this is God's stuff. So because of that, we have to be willing and able at all times to just yield and just go where he tells us to go and, and steward things how he tells us to steward them. And so our lives are not our own. Neither are our foundations. Um Neither are the things that, even the good things that God has told us to build. And real quick, I'll read um, Ephesians 2, 19 through 22. It says, um, so then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together is growing into a holy temple of the Lord in whom you are also being built together into a dwelling of God in the spirit. So just understanding, like, again, our role in the body of Christ and how we're built together in this body, in this temple of God and on his foundation, which means 
any and every part of us that's not like God, any and every motive, any and every project, any and every thought, any and every identity crisis, everything that's not of God, not like God needs to go in order for us to fully be um, a part of his body in a way that's fruitful. And so when it comes to laying this foundation and allowing God to tear down, sometimes the tear down, and then a lot of it for me, even in my journey, was to tear down trauma and, and birth healing and wholeness on a new level so that we can be effective in the purposes that God has for us. So don't think of this as just a thing that you just got to give up everything, but instead just recognizing that sometimes it's giving up the bad stuff, like giving up again, the stuff that's not like God. And in doing that, sometimes you may have to put down the good things so that you can spend time with God focusing on how to rid your life of the bad things. And then he'll have you go back and pick up good things again. However that looks like for you, I just want to encourage you today to um, just let our hearts, just let us let our hearts be moved into allowing Christ to lay our foundation for real. So um, let me pray for us real quick and then we'll be done. <sighs> thank you so much for today, Father God. I just thank you for this opportunity for us to come together. Thank you for just bringing Favorite and Fabulous back with an even newer foundation. God, I'm just grateful for the work that you've done in my life. But I'm also grateful to know that as considerate and thoughtful as you are of me, that you are the same for each of your children, God. And I just thank you that you've given us another opportunity just to to yield to you, just to surrender to you, Father God, and just to allow you to lay the foundation of our lives. I pray that you remove any and every part of us that's not like you, Father God, but I also pray that you help us learn how to let things go in obedience to you, God, so that you can lay the foundation of our lives, God. I pray right now for just the heart of discipleship, God, a heart that's fully surrendered to you, Father God, that is committed to just being obedient and doing whatever it is that you tell us to do, Father God, trusting that if you lead us to it, that you'll bring us through it, God. I just thank you right now that we have a heart that recognizes that everything that you have us building is for your glory, is for your kingdom, is for your body, and it's not our own, but it's all for you, God. And I just thank you right now that if anybody who hears this is having trouble embracing the instruction that you've given or having having a hard time letting things go, God, I just pray that the Holy Spirit brings comfort to them and brings peace to them and allows them to trust you over a circumstance, trust you over a platform, to trust you over money, to trust you over organizations, to trust you over everything, God. I just pray for a rebirth in our faith, Father God. I pray for a rebirth in, in any and everything that you have us to do, Father God, that we begin to see ourselves the way you see us, that we begin to embrace the identity for which you've created us, the purpose for which you've created us, God, and that we allow you to move us back into the place and the positioning that we need to be in to be fruitful in your plans, Father God. I just thank you right now that our hearts are surrendered to you, Father God. I thank you right now that we trust you and we allow you to lay the foundation of our lives, Father God. And I just pray right now that you give us a confirmation on this word, that you give us some kind of conviction on this word, that you give us some kind of sign to allow us to move forward in embracing the things that you've had shared today on this podcast, Father God, and that you just give us some kind of breadcrumb to know that we're going in the right direction, Lord. 
I just thank you for all things and everything. And I'm so grateful for all you've done in my life and so grateful for the things that you're doing in the lives of others. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. All right. Amen. Um, thank y'all so much again. We are back. We are back. And we are better. So thank you for just being a part of Favorite and Fabulous and just hanging around through the hiatus and all. And I'm excited just to be back on a more consistent basis and just, of course, allowing God to do this thing however you want to do this thing, okay? Because y'all know I always say how I give it back to him legit like I do so um be sure to follow us on social media at favorite and fabulous underscore on Facebook at favorite and fabulous on uh no favorite fabulous underscore on Instagram and at favorite and fabulous on Facebook um hopefully I'll be updating some posts soon just to kind of talk about whenever God tells me Bible studies coming back or whatever that looks like but all in all, I hope y'all have a fabulously blessed day. And remember, you are favored by God and he made you fabulous.